Welcome to Hop To It. Hey, Trey. Hi, Nay. Are you ready? Ready for what? To pack our house, take our dog, and hop in the car. We got a car. Don't worry about it. It's time to go. Let's go explore and find a new city to call home. Because we are Nay and Trey. The alchemist and the shaman. And it's time for us to hop hop to to it. Wow, what a yummy month we've had in San Diego. Yeah, let's share some of our favorite eateries with everyone. In this episode, we have 14 San Diego cafes and restaurants you may want to check out. Now, these restaurants all gave us excellent service. I mean, the staff was super nice, so I can't stress enough how good the customer service was we received. Yes, and most, if not all, of these places are dog-friendly with vegetarian options. So we've done that research for you if you're in that boat with us. And we always start our day with a cup of coffee. And Trey, you sometimes have more than one cup. (laughs) (laughs) Half a pot or so. Half a pot. Um, But coffee is super important to us. And while we usually brew at home, we sometimes like to splurge with a coffee outing. So we found our four favorite coffee shops in San Diego, all pretty close to our neighborhood of Point Loma. Let's start with Local Crave. It's located in the Midway District of Point Loma on Kemper across from the Vons. The vibe in this cafe is so cute. It has a small outdoor patio as well as limited indoor seating. Yeah, after you and your sister talked this place up, I had to try it too. So it's like I went over there one early morning and I just remember like parking the car walking over there and the sun was rising and the moon was setting so you could still see both of them in the sky. And like the sun created this beautiful cotton candy color to the clouds. One of those incredible mornings to be out. I was probably sound asleep at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the early bird getting the worm. (laughs) Getting the coffee. Amen. Good coffee. But it it was neat because it's like, I was there so early. I also got to overhear the owner talking with some regulars before anybody was there. So that was pretty neat. They seem like kind of level-headed and uh, pretty realistic, which is nice. Cool. Um, I like the fact that you got there early and it was already so hopping. I mean, that's what happens with a coffee shop, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good local spot. Yeah. So this place is known for its butter coffee. I know butter coffee is all the rage. Um, But I haven't really had too much exposure to it, especially from a coffee shop. So I tried a coffee drink called the OG Craveman, which has grass-fed butter, coconut oil, and some honey and cream. It was so rich and good. And that butter leaves an oil slick on your lips. It's almost like putting some chapstick on while you're drinking your coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Butter coffee gave me a huge jolt. Like your sister said she can feel her heart in her chest. So did I. Oh, yeah. It's a zinger. It's like, whoop, a totally different high than just drinking a normal cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't feel my heart, but I felt so amped up. It was like energy that was unholy, unholy energy, (laughs) unholy levels of energy. (laughs) So the next time I went, I tried the City Slicker Coffee with heavy cream and turbinado sugar no oil or butter in this one. That coffee was really delicious. Perfectly roasted, good balance, not too bitter. But 
If I tried it again, I would get a lighter dose of sugar or go completely sugar-free because that turbinado is really intense. It was too sweet for me. They also have a limited breakfast and lunch menu with tasty and creative offerings. And if I get a chance to go back, I want to try something from their extensive waffle menu. They had it all. So this place was cute too, because they also swapped out the C's for the letter K in their uh, name. So it's like kind of like we swapped out the C for a K with Oscar. So it's cute how they do Crave with a K and we spell Oscar with a K. Well, our next place was cute with its name too. Must be something about SoCal. So next is Fatty's Bake Shop, spelled with a PH. Mm-hmm. Located at Voltaire and Catalina in Point Loma Heights. Now the vibe here is small walk-in coffee shop with a few tables on the sidewalk and a couple bar seats inside opposite the espresso machine. Now this is the kind of place that you should definitely talk to the owner. For sure. I saw the owner and talked with him nearly every time we visited, which was quite a bit since it was an easy walk through the slough and up the hill from our house. The owner is very friendly full of great information about the area, and it's clear he takes a lot of pride in his business. Yeah, the owner talked to me for a few minutes on like the second visit I was there, and he told me like how he loved San Diego, and it was mainly because he found his great supportive tribe. Yeah. So that was really cool, and it really reinforced the feeling I get from the area, like just a nice vibe around here. But I also had the privilege of listening to him while he talked to another business owner, a manager, like they were right in front of me trying to figure out some kind of money issue between their two businesses. And he just came across as really genuine and helpful about the problem they were discussing. I feel like I'm getting the sense that when you go to a coffee shop that you're a fly on the wall and eavesdropping on all the conversations going on. Is that true? Oh, yeah, I get nosy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's part of it. It's people watching, people listening. It's the fun of the coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, besides the drip coffee, which was very good, they have an assortment of pastries, including vegan and gluten-free options. And the first time I stood in line, the woman in front of me was ordering a espresso scone. And when I asked her if it was any good, she looked at me. Her mouth was like, uh, yes. I crave this scone and I come to this bakery every week just for this scone. She's like, I think about it all week and then I get it every Friday morning. So naturally I had to try it. Um, I did get a chance to try a few of their baked goods though. And I will have to say my personal favorite was the blueberry scone. Super soft, really yummy blueberries. It was just a real treat for me. Yeah. So that's why I didn't make it back home. I, <laughs> <laughs> I shared some things when when the yeah. owner gave me the bonus cinnamon roll because yeah. like give it two for one i brought you that cinnamon roll <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it <laughs> i was also impressed with their mushroom coffee hadn't had that before and i was surprised it wasn't overwhelming mushroom it was like a good balance yeah the chagachino that is a very popular drink in San Diego. I was seeing them everywhere. So I figured I should give it a try. Be adventurous. Try something different. I ended up getting the iced Chagachino on the barista's recommendation and it ended up being really smooth and a lot better than I imagined. I mean, I don't like mushrooms. Yeah. So this was a big stretch for me and I thought I was going to hate it, but it's actually really good. Yeah. I could have ordered that more. I'm a coffee purist, but I could have ordered that more. (laughs) 
it like inside fatties was super cool so i love the actress lucille ball and my daughter loves audrey hepburn movies and i was so struck by these pictures of both these great women but they had like tattoos with like thug life across their knuckles <laughs> what a great combo yeah it was so wild to see because that was not their period right and like the owner mentioned, it was uh, art inspired by a magazine piece, which I couldn't find. But I did find some information about the artist, Cheyenne Randall. So mm-hmm. we'll share that in the show notes because there's a Google review with a picture of these. Awesome. Thanks for taking that. I actually have to confess, I didn't even notice those pictures any of the times that I went. So good on you for being observant. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I love Lucy. Yep. So let's move on to cafe number three, which is Espresso Lab, located in Ocean Beach on Santa Monica Ave, just off of Sunset Cliffs Boulevard. The vibe here is quirky. There's lots of inside seating if you want a comfortable cafe to work from and a small outdoor patio with plenty of sunshine. The interior design is eclectic and whimsical with fake roses covering one entire wall and white art deco texture and tiles on the other walls. Yeah, it was really cool. Like all it needed was some fake rose scent, like Mm. rose flower oil or something. Oh, but you know, it made me wonder. I wonder (laughs) if there's like coffee scented rose or or rose scented coffee. coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. (laughs) All right, audience, let us know. (laughs) Yes, let us know. I feel like there's a little contrast between those scents, but (laughs) the way we found this place though, we should tell them it was kind of funny. So it was a sunny Sunday morning and Ocean Beach was absolutely hopping. There were so many people out enjoying life that morning. We had just gotten our photos done on the Sunset Cliffs. We're going to share some of those photos eventually. And we wanted some coffee. So we mapped ourselves to a really, really busy cafe, had great reviews, but there was no parking around it and a huge line. And we were actually trying to get back to the house to record. So I was like, oh, we don't have time for this. We don't have time to park, stand in that line, get our coffee. Let's just forget about it. As we're navigating our way out of Ocean Beach neighborhood, we turn a corner and I just got this spidey sense. I was like, Trey, if you see a parking spot, like right up there, take it. We were, we had given up, but in the moment I was like, nope, we need to take it. So lo and behold, it was like the clouds parted. Oh, <laughs> a parking spot opened up to the left and you took it. Good job. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and when you know it, it was right in front of this cafe, right in front of the espresso lab, which by the way, had no lines, nobody to wait for. We were the like only customers there parking right out front manifested. This is alchemy at work folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't that smooth. So <laughs> hey, come on. That's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was more like park here. So I thought she saw something and she didn't. Oh. I had already slammed on the brake and uh, yeah, it was there. So none of us saw it until we reacted. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. manifested. I understand what you're saying now. <laughs> you, you didn't know what was going on in my internal dialogue. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, we should mention, along with the complete espresso bar and coffee, they have a small selection of baked goods and sandwiches. We got a blueberry pastry. I think I like blueberry pastries. I'm getting a repetition mm. of blueberry here. And a super duper tasty iced Hanoi coffee. 
That was probably my favorite coffee of the whole trip. And they had a lot of other creative options for their coffee drinks using yummy spices such as cardamom, caramel, and honey cinnamon. I would definitely go back here to try more of their creations. Yeah, I, I loved it. I took a bunch of pictures. Now, at last is Better Buzz Coffee, located two blocks off of America's Cup Harbor in Roseville Fleet Ridge neighborhood of Point Loma, San Diego. The vibe here is well-positioned drive through coffee shop. Like it's right on the corner with some seating inside and out. But I really just found myself here while we were charging Luna on the weekends. And I love people watching because it's right on a busy intersection of like Rosencrantz and I don't know what the cross street is. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> yeah, but it's got a big window so you can look at it. But the reason I have to mention it is they have this avocado toast. But it wasn't your grandma's avocado <laughs> toast. No, no, no. They added like cayenne pepper, which you don't see much. I don't think I've ever seen that. Plus, they give you a little bit of a lemon wedge. So it's like a little bit of acid to go with it. So uh, nice touch gave this place an honorable mention. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go there because this was another one of your early morning forays. And yeah. Also, just one other note. I cannot imagine my grandma with avocado toast at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's grandma had avocado Somebody's toast. Somebody's grandma. <laughs> Maybe in like 40 years, many grandmas and their avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, it was probably more like avocado tortillas. <laughs> I love it. So that was a great list of coffee shops. But now it's almost lunchtime. So let's move on to our foray into the local Mexican restaurants near Point Loma, San Diego. Starting with JV's Mexican food located in the Morena neighborhood near UC San Diego. What's the vibe? Well, we don't know because we ordered in. <laughs> yeah, the vibe <laughs> is DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> they have giant burritos for a super low price. Yes, maybe they should call themselves campus burritos because you get good, cheap, and big college food. No wonder. I was ready to eat there every day. And we would have easily stayed under budget, but I'm sure I would have been overweight. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this like jalapeno popper burrito. Mm, so good. Like each bite was like sometimes hot pepper. Oh, loved mm -hmm. it. Ah, uh, the surprise hot peppers. And those burritos were so huge. They were bigger than my face. I haven't seen burritos that big in a while. I'm sure we would have definitely gone back. Thanks to you. If there weren't so many other Mexican restaurants to try in the area. Yeah, like our next one, El Indio Mexican Restaurant and Catering. This one is located in the Middletown neighborhood, like just east of I-5 by the airport. And the vibe here is fast. It has two outdoor seating areas, and they're both dog friendly, but it's funny. Like one is a patio that roasts you in the sun <laughs> to a nice golden raisin color. Yes. <laughs> and the other is uh, this one just, it's covered and it's adorned with pretty murals and colors. So. Yes, kind of it was funny. a near miss. We almost sat on the sunny patio, which as a redhead, I cannot do. And you spotted the other patio, which was beautiful, covered, yeah. cool, perfect. Not full. Yeah, like, there was nobody in there. It yeah. was kind of hidden. So maybe that's why. They also have a lot of indoor seating. So this place has plenty of options of where you want to sit. Uh, we decided to go to El Indio, we should say, after having just survived the tourist trap that is Old Town San Diego. Yep. 
Unfortunately, I just wasn't prepared to separate with $15 for a taco at one of those old town restaurants. Easy. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Oh, it was fun, fun afternoon, but definitely I'm too cheap. <laughs> and <laughs> we're I'll on a always, budget. Yeah, we're on yeah. a budget. And also tourist traps often disappoint me. Yeah. So El Indio is nowhere near the touristy section of town and it's a bargain. So it felt like the perfect antidote to what we could have gotten ourselves into. Yeah, and one more detail. I love the roasted jalapeno pepper bar. Yeah. You can grab like mini freshly roasted baseball size jalapenos that go with your meal. (laughs) Oh, so good. Yes, they were perfect because we ordered three potato tacos, which were definitely elevated by those jalapenos, Mm -hmm. and a veggie burrito with corn and grilled zucchini, and we enjoyed drinking our beer in the shady patio. I'd recommend this stop for anyone jumping off a long flight in San Diego who wants something cheap, fast, and a little off the beaten path. Good point. So let's move on to my personal favorite in the Mexican food category, Don Tommy's Mexican Food, located at Voltaire and Catalina in Point Loma Heights, right next door to Fatty's. The vibe here is takeout. They have a bar where the chefs are working And then some limited indoor seating, but there's also a few tables out on the sidewalk out front. Yeah. Now you raved about this one and I tried your leftovers for (laughs) lunch. Could have been better if it was hot. So like we ordered there again and wouldn't you know, I forgot the salsa. (laughs) Like it was still good, but it could have been bomb diggity. Just saying. (laughs) I was so devastated that you came back with a bag. With no salsa in it. Yeah, I was turning it upside down. Like, <laughs> obviously, they forgot the salsa. Where is it? <laughs> they have this excellent spicy red salsa and a very flavorful green salsa. And they just really make make these burritos what they are. That salsa, along with the handmade tortillas and the drool-worthy chili rano burrita. <laughs> burrita. Burrita. <laughs> Changing the gender. <laughs> <laughs> The drool (laughs) chili rino burrito make Don Tommy's a win for me. Yeah. If we move to San Diego, though, I need to practice (laughs) ordering in Spanish. So I go in there and I mispronounce something. The guy doesn't even know what I'm talking about. It's like I mispronounce so many dishes like a gringo. Oh, my gosh. That's probably why you forgot the salsa. And <laughs> I confused him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, face you get when you try ordering a jarrito is excellent. Uh, <laughs> do you want jalapenos with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy had to pronounce it back to me. That was bad. Now, with a canine in our family, Oscar, if you don't know, uh, patios are important. Like they must have shade. They must have propane heaters, dog water bowls, and atmosphere. So here are some of the top ones that we experience. Now, Jennings House Cafe. It's located on Rosencrantz just off the San Diego Bay and a few blocks from America's Cup Harbor. The vibe is like upscale casual for breakfast and lunch. And I just feel like kicking off my shoes and throwing my feet up. (laughs) But It is not that type of place. Like the table settings (laughs) and the service is way too upscale for that. Yeah, I'm thinking that the upscale vibe there comes from its proximity to the yacht club nearby. Mm. You don't say. (laughs) Indeed, sir. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this patio has everything we could ever want. So much space to spread out, cozy gas fire pits strategically placed by the tables, sunny spots, plenty of shade, and dog water bowls all provided. At one point, Oscar was just snoozing several feet away from our tables, stretched out in the sun. It was so nice. Yeah, we were there for brunch and they surely delivered a tasty experience. Like the French toast and the eggs appeared simple, but tasted phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I think the ingredients they used helped a lot. Like real maple syrup makes a difference. Yes. Fresh fruit and yummy brioche toast. Mm. Oh, yeah. Remember you had that recording of me? Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about the brioche. Maybe I'll put that at the end of this episode just for fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so the coffee was really as good as the food. Now, I'm a coffee connoisseur. So when I say it was good iced coffee, please take me seriously. It was the best vanilla bean iced toddy brew I've had. Yes, they did it right. So great patio, great food, great coffee. This is on our best of list for sure. The next stop on our excellent patio tour is Pizza Nova, located at America's Cup Harbor in the Roseville Fleet Ridge neighborhood. The vibe here is relax and enjoy your life a little bit. Yeah, Pizza Nova has a nice dog-friendly patio, and it's like positioned perfectly with a great view of the harbor. Like the patio has a fountain with pretty fish tiles in it. I think they're dolphin and fish mix, but yeah. we'll add that to the newsletter. Totally. The swaying boats in the harbor, the running water in the fountain. I mean, yes. no wonder it feels so relaxing out there. We had a perfect lunch there too. So it's not just the, the patio. The food there was amazing. Um, they gave us single serving pizzas with a side of the best salad, which was its actual name. And yeah. it really, really is yeah. the best salad. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that server hears all the time that ha ha, it's the best salad. It's really the best, but it really is. Yeah, it really was. Well. <laughs> uh, it has caramelized walnuts, dried cranberries, and blue cheese, and it's perfectly dressed with apple cider vinaigrette. And they give you a bowl of garlic rolls, which are, oh my gosh, so good, just dripping with butter. I'm like literally drooling right now talking about this. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Hold on, let me wipe off my face. <laughs> and the beer, the beer was great. Yeah, it was locally brewed, but relabeled for the restaurant. So they had this like modern times that was called Dungeon Map. And it was a West Coast IPA. But of course, if you know me, gaming, Dungeon Map, perfect name. So I knew this was a cool place. And you know, it's cute. We accidentally ordered twin meals. We got the same oh, pizza, yeah. same salad, and the same beer, totally without consulting each other because I was on the phone yep. while I was ordering. Yeah, I gave my order and then she gave her order and I know what I did. <laughs> it was like, it's exactly the same. Oh, we're so cute. Okay. Uh, one more entry. <laughs> <laughs> one more entry for the excellent patio category is OB Surf Lodge located in Ocean Beach, three blocks from the Ocean Beach Pier. The vibe here is surfs up. Bring your sandy feet and your hungry tummy. Yeah, now this patio has all the right elements. It's got the heaters, it had the dogs. I think you said there was like some annoying dogs. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should talk about this annoying dog, but <laughs> sometimes dog-friendly patios have a catch and it's when the person does not know 
how to have a dog on a patio. This dog was begging <laughs> so badly for food. It would just yip, yip, yip yeah. until the owner gave it food off her plate. And then she ran out of food and the dog was like, yip, yip, yip. It would not <laughs> shut up because it was wanting more food, but there was none. And she kept saying, oh, honey, there's no more food. I'm so sorry. It's all gone. Yip, 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 yip. I was not too impressed. No. And then the dog went in and started banging off the next table over. Oh, God. <laughs> this is all happening behind me. But I heard this dog and eventually she had to leave. I mean, not that she got escorted. <laughs> she didn't get kicked out. She, she had to appease. Yeah. She got up on her own. But I think she had to appease her dog lord. The dog lord. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. But uh, uh, that place, even if it has an ornery dog on it, it's still just amazing with its yes. Views the Ocean Beach Pier. We actually, um, actually, I took my dad out there when he landed in San Diego, and we had a nice little snack and watched the surfers come in. And the waves that day were so enormous; they're right. crashing up like many dozens of feet into the air onto the pier, just like kind of crashing over the people who were walking. It was pretty intense, but wow. it was really fun to watch and a perfect spot to take a landlocked Coloradan like my. My dad. Yeah, I'm sure your dad, G-Pops, really love that. Yes. <laughs> now, we talk about patios, but I think you would agree a couple went above and beyond dog-friendly. Yes. So now we're moving on to the ultra-dog-friendly category, starting with Lazy Dog Restaurant and Bar, which is located in Mission Valley neighborhood just north of the I-8, not to be confused with the Lazy Dog in Colorado. I don't know if you ever went there. There was one on no. Pearl Street. Mm -mm. Totally different place. The vibe here is an extremely dog-friendly brew pub. Yes, this is so dog-friendly. They have full-size dog pictures, like dog reliefs on the bathroom door. <laughs> and then someone here must have a dog for their spirit totem. Yeah, just like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They offer a doggy menu with beef or chicken bowls with brown rice and veggies. Plus, they'll immediately drop a doggy water bowl at your table when you show up with a dog guest. And there are signs everywhere about how to interact with the dog guests and what to expect. The first sign I see says the patio is 100% dog friendly. Like this place was over the top dog. The yeah. restroom even said, good boy, good girl. I mean, yes. they had abstract dog statues, full size pictures of dogs doing doggy things. <laughs> they really took this doggy motif and ran with it like yeah. to the fullest extent of the law <laughs> amen there's a fire hydrant on the bar oh my gosh <laughs> i did not see that good stuff uh even though we were comfortably seated outside by a heating lamp when it started drizzling on us they even invited us including oscar to dine inside we didn't take them up on that because we we're almost finished with our meal but i mm. mean how dog friendly is that People don't usually invite your dog inside their restaurant. No. No, I do want to point out they brew their own beer, but they had one especially good one called the Huckleberry IPA. It was like super fruity beer, but not sweet fruity. Mm -hmm. Just like the fruit was in the beer. So good. And it was like perfect match for my Cajun fries with Chipotle sauce. Oh, I just kept going back in, dipping those fries in the sauce. <laughs> mm. I ordered the veggie burger, which wasn't one of those solid little patties or the weird fake meat like 
burgers. It was a true veggie burger made of black beans, grains, and beets. And they paired that with the Cajun fries and a cold brew. I was just super happy. Yes. Next, we go to Voltaire Beach House, located in Ocean Beach on Voltaire Street, just off Cable Street. The vibe of Voltaire was like a neighborhood bar where you'd want to meet all your friends and have a few drinks. Now, if it was warm, I could imagine like folks playing outdoor games like yeah. those. Like Cornhole. Those. Yes. <laughs> but it was off season and chilly. So bonus though, because it was a bar with a bunch of TVs, I got to see some avalanche hockey highlights. Go Avs. I think they're doing really good this season. Dominating number one <laughs> in the league. Well, when we walked in, the first thing I noticed was a whole crew of people mingling with at least a half dozen dogs at their feet. And I really, in that moment, looked at them longingly. I wanted them to be my friends. I was like, friends. And I'm talking both about the humans and the dogs, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was too busy on my tasty loaded nachos to notice the friends. Because these were the kind of nachos that you like had to keep eating, kept going back. Yeah, those were so good. When I saw your nachos arrive, I decided I was going to share with you instead of eating my packed bowl, which was actually a really tasty rice and tofu Asian bowl. And I just got that to go so that I could eat nachos instead. (laughs) (laughs) Are you glad I helped you with your nachos? I don't think you could have finished them without me. I would have tried, (laughs) but no, I'm totally learning to share. No. So let's get out of the dog-friendly bar scene and class things up a little with our vote for best date night. And the winner is Le Papagayo Encinitas. It's located a short walk from the Lucadia State Beach in the Lucadia neighborhood right on Highway 101. The vibe here is a fancy but really fun place to go with your friends or with a hot date well i had a hot date oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was awesome but when we landed there i was so hungry so i was pretty demanding with the server Mm -hmm. but they were up for the challenge and we were right on the sidewalk but at that time of night you barely notice you're on the sidewalk because there was like hardly any foot traffic Mm -hmm. so yeah it was awesome well they also did the park lot Yes. So nicely. Like they had the covered awnings, beautiful outdoor heaters, comfortable chairs. And so it didn't feel like it was a street at all. It felt like a full patio set. And even though we were seated on the sidewalk, the band was placed right at the front door. So we had front row seats to some really great cover music. They were playing Neil Young's Old Man which, I mean, kind of felt like a little bit of a statement because this was at the same time Neil Young was pulling his music off of Spotify due to the Joe Rogan thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty coincidental, like, same day. But But, it was awesome to hear. (laughs) Yeah. The music was amazing, and the food here was amazing, too. Oh, man, that spicy cauliflower was so good. You had to roll me out of this place when we were done. Yes, and we ordered to share the salmon and broccolini, Uh, We only eat fish when it's done really nicely and pretty rarely. And they did a great job. It was so good. Dressed with chermoula and celery root puree. And the butternut squash ravioli and garlic fries were also pretty darn perfect. 
And I must say, it isn't easy to have an upscale meal with a hot date at a dog-friendly restaurant. (laughs) So they did it really well. Oscar was super cozy by the heater. Yes. Now, after every dinner is a scrumdilliumptious dessert. Crumble cookies, located in the heart of the Midway District of Point Loma at Midway and Rosencrantz. Now, the vibe here is fast, casual, but it would have been faster if they weren't so darn popular. That long line out front to get in had me feeling so not into it. But I'm glad you were brave enough to face the crowds and let me stay in the car. Thank you, because it was totally worth it. It's only because I love you. (laughs) PDA. (laughs) The line wasn't as bad as it seemed once you entered the shop. Like most of the people were just standing outside waiting for their order. But when I made my order at the front, turned around, the line had grown like tenfold. It was nuts. A lot of cookie monsters in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) You emerged with a long, slim box of really freaking good cookies. They were as big as your hand in never-before-seen, for me, cookie flavors such as Rocky Road and caramel popcorn. No, it's not my fault. The place smelled like sugar and baked goods. I was kind of sugar crazed by the time I got to the front line. (laughs) You're always sugar crazed. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) This like raised it to the nth level. (laughs) Like I had to leave there with something. I just left with a little too much. Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't enough because I definitely want more crumble cookies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was surprised that the caramel popcorn cookie was my favorite at the end of the day. The ooey gooey caramel is so ridiculously good. And usually, I hate to admit it, but I'm a basic chocolate chip kind of girl. Yeah, nothing but chocolate chips in this house. (laughs) It's time to compile our notes and give San Diego a score. We sure ate well in this city. I bet restaurants are going to score high. You know, SoCal San Diego's growing on me. In a good way or like a fungus? Oh, stay tuned. That's next time. If you like us and want to hear more, please rate and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Bonus points if you tell two friends. You know how these things start. One friend tells another friend about us. And And they they tell tell two friends. And they tell their friends. And and so on and and so on. What is that? A brioche bun? Well, it might be made of brioche, but it looks like... They, like a bread pudding, like they cut up some croutons. That's not just some cinnamon swirl in the middle? Uh, no, no, that looks like it's been cooked and it's got the bread like a uh, crust on it and then they remixed it and probably put uh, put it in an egg since it's French toast, like soak it overnight. It's delicious. Very good. And now for a campfire story. My relationship with food started in the South. If you don't know, Southern food is serious business. I grew up with influences from states like Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, and Tennessee. Southern flavors and attitudes are foundational to what I crave, cook, and eat. My great-grandmother was Creole. We had gumbo every week and rice with every meal. Nothing came out of Grandma Cora's kitchen without rice and spice. I couldn't stand spicy food when I was young. Grandma Cora would make a special batch for me without any cayenne or Tabasco. Thank you, Grandma. 
You knew I couldn't handle that hot stuff. My dad's mother, Grandma Lucy, lived on our Alabama farm. She would be up cooking before us kids were even awake. When we visited her house, I knew there was bacon, biscuits, and peaches. She had me making ice cream one summer by hand. That was so fun. In retrospect, I think it was a great way to keep an active kid like myself busy and out of the way. My second dad was a chef. He always told me to eat with my mouth and not my eyes. Coming from the South, I learned balance. Yes, folks were unhealthy in the South too, but people also lived long eating what they wanted. I figure there must be something to a little biscuits and gravy every once in a while. I stayed away from diets because I wanted to eat with balance. As a father, I took all my food lessons and put them to the test. I turned one meal into multiple days of dishes, like taking the turkey from Thanksgiving, then making turkey salad, then turning the carcass into a soup stock. Oh, sometimes I miss those days cooking for the family. Food connects families. It also connects us to the earth. In Fort Collins, I built a huge garden. Anyone can put seeds in the ground, but the gardener is the one who cares about what plants grow from those planted seeds. Gardening taught me how pumpkins really get going later in the season and can grow along the side of a fence. For so many years growing up in cities like New York, I really had no clue about the food chain. Eggs came from the grocery store and a chicken was in the refrigerated meat aisle. Now that I know what food should look like and smell like, I care more. I love to smell my food. Tomato plants are the best example of this. Smell those green leaves of a planted and growing tomato plant compared to anything you find in the store produce section. Night and day difference, but you have to experience it to know. Many city folks haven't experienced nature enough to know what is missing when we are surrounded by concrete and streets. I found deeper connections to my food after my Reiki attunement. Shortly after my attunement, I couldn't eat meat. I don't feel good after eating meat, so I stopped and thrive mainly on plant-based diet. Have you ever seen that movie, Like Water for Chocolate? It was released in 1993 while I was working at Galaxy Video Store in high school. It is a Mexican romantic comedy where this lady cooks and people feel her emotion as they eat the food she cooks. It's a great movie and I recommend everyone watch it. But that's how I feel with food now. We are what we eat, like our food is seasoned with the emotion of the cook, the life of the food leading up to the plate is important, all that is consumed by our body and turned into our life used to sustain us. For this, I, we should be grateful to everyone and everything that makes this meal possible. The farmer, the sun, the grocery store, the bees, the butterflies, everyone. The life we live and the food we eat are not so different. Take time to remember our places as humans living between heaven and earth.